Hello and welcome to a special Monday edition of the In the Money Players podcast. This is a show covering the Mid-Atlantic Pick 4, a bet we've been very excited about around here, covering two races from Monmouth, two races from Colonial Downs, low takeout, all turf, really fun way for horse players to scratch that itch now that there's no Monday racing in Saratoga. So many of us miss it so much. Well, I'll tell you what, don't worry about that because you've got this between our friends at Monmouth and Colonial Downs. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, and very pleased to be joined by the woman I reach out to when it comes to talking all things about Colonial Downs and so much more. She is Jessica Paquette. Jessica, what's going on? You know, it's going to be a great card. This is a really fun sequence, and I think there's some value to be had. You told me what Colonial handled last Tuesday, and it got me so excited I spilled my drink yesterday. You did, all over yourself. (laughs) I thought you told me you weren't going to tell. I told you I didn't see it, but I did lie. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun having you in Saratoga, if only for the day. How was your your trip? Obviously a whirlwind, but I, I assume you got to see some people and have some fun and soak up some spa vibes. There is nothing better than Saratoga in the summer, except maybe Colonial Downs in the summer, because I am, if nothing, but a good, good house girl here. Um, but Saratoga was great. It was very quick, but it was so good to see a lot of people. Excellent. Well, we're back at Colonial for an exciting week of racing. You'll be flying back down in the morning. Um, excited to check you out on the broadcast and, and follow along with all the great information you've been providing. There's just been some some wild results, and I'm glad to see things going so well down there. Hopefully that bodes well for the for the future. Um, let's talk about this Mid-Atlantic Pick 4, shall we? Let's do it. It kicks off with Monmouth's fifth race is going to be the first one in the sequence. It starts, another great thing about this bet is, you know, you get this compressed timing on the pick four, which is kind of nice, 3.49 Eastern. So if you're listening to this in the morning on the East Coast, I'll probably drop this on Sunday night. So you got plenty of time to check it out. And we've got this $16,000 claiming event, as we mentioned, all races on the turf in this sequence this week. We're going a mile and a 16th. Timeform US says uh, they're expecting uh, a, a sharper than average pace in this spot. I've got a couple of ideas, but I want to throw it to you, Jessica, to ask, how are we going to light this candle? I have a single idea here, and that is number <coughs> excuse me, number four, Rye Sense of Humor, who, I mean, kind of a hunch play for us, right? Um, this horse <laughs> is just consistent, consistent, consistent. On the board, six of seven this year. Proven on the, tor- on the turf, but the thing I like most is he gets the perfect pace scenario here. There's a lot of speed in this race. Right to his outside, uh, Tetragrammaton. Good luck to thoughts and prayers to announce for Frank Miramati with that one. Um, and Rye Sense of Humor, I think, just should capitalize on that. I really like the trip Rye Sense of Humor is going to get as well. Right blend of speed and stamina fits on numbers. But I made my top pick a horse that runs the danger of getting caught up in the pace, but I also think could get a nice stalk and pounce type trip. That's number nine, Big Red Rocks. Now in the third start off the layoff, I thought the trip last time maybe moved a little bit early into the fast pace. Maybe can get the right kind of stalk and pounce trip from the outside today. I was going to go four and nine. You're standing alone with the four to kick things off, it sounds like. A uh, bold move to start start the sequence, but yes. I think it's smart, actually, because so many people, when they're playing a horizontal sequence, they want to stay alive. There's a little bit of like false emotional value in uh, maybe it's not even false emotional value. Maybe it's just a funner way for some people to play wanting to be alive early. But from an equity standpoint, when you can get through the first leg cold gives you the opportunity to either 
spread a bit more later or punch a bigger number and get paid a lot more if you're right. So I, I really, I admire the idea, though I, I couldn't separate those two enough. I'm going to use both of them in this spot. Our second race is uh, in your backyard or will be in your backyard tomorrow, 4.33 Eastern, the scheduled post time for this $10,000 claimer for Phillies and Mares going five and a half on the turf at Colonial. Big full field, one of the things that's marked your meet down there. 13 scheduled to go to post. How many of the numbers will be on your tickets? My top selection here is the three Mississippi getting a little class release. Poor effort at Delaware last time out, but I'm a forgiving sort, so I'm willing to overlook that. Her best efforts come from off the pace. I think she gets some speed here. And uh, Michael Gorombard. You don't see a ton of, of statistics here, but they've been pretty live uh, coming to Colonial. And he's an old Suffolk trainer, so I'm always a little biased and really rooting for these folks. But a good horseman and doesn't make the trip if he doesn't think he has a live horse. So Mississippi, my top selection. I also like the eight upside down. She tried the turf last time out. I like that she flashed a little speed. She wasn't able to hold on to the lead, but it was an encouraging enough effort. And I think this group is more within her scope. I thought she caught a really tough non-winners of two and six months condition last time out. And this field seems just a little better for her. I'm also going to use number five, Moon of Love, kind of as a B selection here. A couple of encouraging workouts since her local debut in July. And it was an okay effort that day. I think she can move forward off of that. Lots of uh, prices in the mix for you in leg B of this Mid-Atlantic pick four, Colonial's seventh race. You mentioned Michael Gorham. I remember him uh, back, I guess, when he was based at Suffolk Shipping and winning in here at Saratoga sure. back in the day. Steeplechase Farm, was that the, the the main ownership group that he trained for? Steeplechase Farm and then Old Coach Farm was his, is his other big owner. So that's, yeah, that that's a name you don't have to convince me too hard to, to use. I put upside down on top as well, has a couple of angles that I always pay attention to. One being the, what I call the turf improver angle. When you see that figure goes up the first time they step on a new surface as happened for this Illinois bred Philly. I like to see that. And I like the fact that I think there's a world in which she can get clear. And then I like you noticing what I didn't even really notice about the um, sort of subtle class angle as well with upside down. The other one I wanted to put on, keep on side was number seven, Simonella, who I just thought was a good candidate for the cutback, has the run over the surface, strong enough figures to contend. Do you give Simonella any count in this spot? You know, I think that Florida form has held up a lot better this season than I anticipated it would. So I'm not using her, but maybe she knocks me out. Not one that you think is a crazy, not a crazy include. No, not at all. (laughs) Let's head back to the Jersey Shore for race number seven there. $16,000 claimer, three and up Phillies and Mares going a flat five on the turf. Field of uh, nine signed on, but one of them's an MTO. I think the weather's supposed to be okay. I'm pretty sure the weather's supposed to be okay. Let's hope the weather's okay. And that will leave a field full of eight in this one. I was going to spread a bit here and use three runners to try to get through the eight Herald Angel I liked in this spot. I thought might be, just looking at a pace map of this race, a little bit closer than in the last couple, and I think that might suit her. I could see her getting the right kind of trip. The number two only, Danielle, I thought had enough pace to secure a good spot. Looks to be back on the right surface. And then the four, half birthday, I thought, was interesting, just on the drop. I mean, this is a runner, two back, uh, competing in New York Bread Stakes Company, running for 35 the last day, now in for 16. Just seemed like one that 
I wanted to have on side as well on this leg where I don't mind spreading. I'm doing it eight two four for Monmouth seventh. What numbers will be on your tickets, Jessica? We are almost in agreement. I do like the two only, Danielle, uh, for the points that you made and the class drop on number four half birthday is certainly enticing. My other selection here is number seven, Pearls and Heels. First off the claim, uh, looks like this horse has been pretty popular at the claim box as well. Only second try against winners. And I think I think horses can luck into a pretty soft maiden race at whatever level, even a maiden special, maiden claimer. You can luck into an easy one. Getting that second win for some horses can be a very tough task. So I like the fewer starts against winners, the better. One horse who I just have to take a stand against here is Bahama, Bahama Pearl. This is a horse that has all the trappings to me of a horse stuck at non-winners of two. Uh, I'd keep her in your exotics, but off your horizontal. Yeah, one for 24 lifetime. And I also think she might just find herself out of position in here. I was also very much against Bahama Pearl for, for a couple of uh, for a couple of different reasons. And yeah, taking another look at uh at your pearls and heels does, does seem does seem a little bit interesting. At least did show speed in the one turf effort. It was probably going too long. One I might try to squeeze onto some tickets as well in Monmouth's seventh race. Our pay leg is Colonial's eighth race. And once again, big full field here signed on. 13 runners entered in this five and a half furlong, $16,000 claimer. We'll ask you the key question, Jessica. How are we going to get paid? How are we going to get paid? Um, number eight, Dr. Rags is who I'm putting on top, trying for two in a row after breaking his maiden last time out. And this goes to my point about some momentum, trying winners for the first time. For some horses, it's as simple as like the light bulb moment where they kind of figure it all out, put the pieces together. And I like the switch to the turf really seemed to wake him up last time out. So I think that is a good sign here. He looks well meant. I'm also going to use number three, tap it to the wire for Karen Godsey. Forrest Boyce will be aboard. Uh, Karen Godsey is a local Virginia-based trainer who does a very good job and gets very overlooked at the windows. The jockey change to Forrest Boyce is pretty interesting. I think that uh, she'll fit this horse very well. And I'm going to also throw in, this is a huge long shot. Um, call me crazy. Number nine, Zeal in it. Uh, some local little local Massachusetts tie-in for me here, Dylan Clark. Some Suffolk Downs connection here. And I thought this horse made an encouraging step forward. It, I think he's continuing to round into form. He came to back to the races after some, you know, wacky long layoffs. And I think he's heading back in the right direction. These are connections that are not based at Colonial. They are making the trip from Saratoga or Finger Lakes. So that is a long drive with, you know, if you don't think you have a live horse. It's an interesting point. I mean, I, I didn't come up with it independently, but looking now, especially if this was a horse who was unfit for the comeback run um, two races back, I could see that point about maybe rounding into form, going a little bit, a little bit better each time. And plus, if Zealand it wins, it'll be looking at the Julio get the stretch in terms of what the payouts are. So there's no real reason to cold water a horse that's going to be that kind of price in this spot. I was looking at three runners as well. I put the twelve El Guapo on top, going off, uh, going out for the second start off the layoff, first time against winners. We talked about how that can that seeming. Um, that seeming bug can really be a feature. And you go back and you look at the, the fact that this horse started the career on turf with some not-so-bad efforts. I think El Guapo could get a really nice positive sit and going this five-and-a-half, which can play very sharp, obviously. I thought that that was not a bad idea to have at least one who I think is going to be in good attacking position. The six, best chance yet. Okay form and figures. Another one second time off the layoff. I just thought made sense and was one I wanted to have on some tickets. And I really like your case for Dr. Rags, who also has that turf improver angle and another one of these first time against winners. And it's actually a good thing. So I'll work in some backups with the eight, 12, six, 
on the top line for me with eight as a B, eight, three, and nine for Jessica to close things out. Anything else on this Colonial card you're super excited about or we want listeners to be aware of? Oh, it is just top to bottom. Um, it's a great it's a great card. The entire week is very is very competitive this week. I'm you know, if you don't have anything else to do on a Monday, I think Colonial is a great way to spend the day. There's also, I'm not sure, I need to check my notes whether this is Monday or Tuesday. Um, okay, so it's not Monday. This might be a horse on Tuesday. Let me pull up my notes. This is my strongest opinion of the of the week. I like it. By- it sounds worth waiting for. Feel free to uh, feel free to dig and, and and pick up the notes. And yeah, I mean, Monday, I miss Monday racing up here. I really do. I, I still think, I still think there's a hidden effect of not racing Monday that I think it hurts Sundays. And I think it hurts the town on Sundays because I think people leave. It just seems to me, from my experiences, people are leaving early. So again, when you have that itch to have the Monday racing, there's so many good places. If you're in Saratoga, so many places to go out that the racing is going to be on anyway, and you can really uh, make a day of it and, and pretend at least for a few hours and you get to watch Jessica on TV. So, I mean, what's wrong with that? What a day. Um, Wednesday, race number six, a horse named La Sabrina. She's number three. This horse, uh, she's a beautifully bred, you know, Shogun McGahee, she was a first time starter last time out and she came into the paddock to go five and a half furlongs. And there was just no way in any stretch of the imagination, this filly is physically built to sprint. She was just a big, tall, scopy, very athletic looking filly. And she did everything right in her race. She just needed more ground. Um, she didn't make any big move, but she's one that I think that the more she races and the more distance she gets, she's a daughter of Curlin. Uh, I think she's actually going to turn out to be a really quality filly and will break her maiden handily on Wednesday. I love the confidence, and that's one to put in the tracker, and we'll follow along with. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll do some reminding of people on Twitter as well for that one. Jessica, thank you so much for uh, working with us to get on the show today. We'll be doing more stuff very, very soon, hopefully uh, even before the, the final one of these Mid-Atlantic Pick 4 shows, which we'll be doing next week. But uh, appreciate it, and we'll see you on TV. Thank you. Good luck, everyone. Thanks once again to Jessica. Thanks to our partners at Monmouth Park for sponsoring these shows. We wish them well. And I I wanted so badly to get down to a Monmouth on a Monday while up here at Saratoga. But as so often happens around here, the time just gets away from you and it becomes tricky. But we appreciate it. We've been watching and enjoying from afar. Nice to hear Frank Miramati on the mic up here a little bit last week too thanks though most of all to all of you the listeners for making these shows so much fun to do we really appreciate it you can holler at us on twitter or leave us a message on the contact page over at in the money that goes straight to my email also if you want notes of the picks for this show for a lot of the shows that we do you can sign up for our in the money podcast plus service you also get extra content when you do that to learn more about that in the money slash plus this show's been a production of in the money media our business manager is drew Cotney. our chief creative officer is jonathan ginchett i'm peter thomas fornatel may you win all your photos